What is up, Ratman listeners? Welcome to the 12th episode of the Ratman Podcast. We got a great show planned for you today. We are going to be reviewing 12 episodes of the Ratman Podcast. <laughs> we are going to be reviewing the movie Tenet, which I think broke a man's mind. So, Which man? The oh, man. me! The man. Right. Yeah. yeah, it broke me. <laughs> no, it just broke some random guy's mind. Yep, just one one man. <clears throat> I think it broke everybody's mind. Honestly, my brain literally hurt yeah. after watching that movie for the fourth stinking time. And then we will be getting into our Daniel Craig James Bond rankings. So that is only a taste of what we have for you today. We actually haven't planned out the rest of the episode, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah, there'll be some surprises along the way. Some for surprises. us too. Definitely. But before we get started. Do you know what our listeners need to do? What do they need to do, Fat Rat? If they like this episode. What should you do? Well, I, I love this episode so much, but I have no way to express my feelings for it. I wish there was a way. I wish there was just any way I could express the love for this episode and this podcast with you guys. Well, then you can leave us a five-star review. <gasps> oh, I should do that. Yeah. Like and show should. us how much... <laughs> You love the podcast. Also, there'll probably be a Q&A and poll, as there always is, attached to this episode. So make sure to respond to that. We love hearing from you and interacting with our audience. Yes. Also, make sure to hit that bell uh, to get notified every time we release. Six o'clock on Friday mornings. Yes, sir. Okay, without further ado, let us get started. We should do a small talk segment. Yeah. Again. What's up? Yeah, I know. Smooth transition. I know, right, dude? Wow. This guy, this guy on fire. This guy on fire. Man. Man? Man. Who? Me. You. Yeah. I'm a man. Yes, you are a wow. man. You're way more upbeat this episode than last week. <laughs> okay, yeah, no kidding. I feel absolutely chipper. I feel 100% better. I got to uh, just lay around for a week, and that healed me up. So, and also a lot, a lot of pills. <laughs> so... Yes, I am feeling much better. Better. That was like the worst podcast experience I've ever had. My word. I'm so sorry you had to suffer through that. I commented. I didn't publish the comment because it was from me uh, that I sound deathly because I sound absolutely awful in that episode. I couldn't bear listening to it. I usually like to listen over the episode to see what we did wrong. And I was like, I know what we did wrong. I shouldn't be sick next time. <laughs> Anywho, but you should try harder to not be sick next time. Do better. Do better. Do better. But anywho, yeah, I actually got a chance to rewatch the first Star Trek movie while I was sick. That was super fun. That's I like it much better the second time. Yeah? Much better the second yeah, time. Yeah, you got you got all the stuff. Going. Yeah. It's so yeah. cool, right? It's, it is a really cool movie. I love it. Can't wait to watch the second one. And the third one. And the third one, of course. We to get we collectively it's <laughs> it's funny. Batrat and I collectively own multiple series of movies on Blu-ray. Yep. But on our own we don't really. So, <laughs> yep. So you own all four of or four out of five of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, yep. and I own the one that you don't. Yep, you own Casino. And Royale. then for Star Trek, you own Into Darkness. Yep, and I own Star Trek and Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> so, so legit, we just have that one that we're missing. Yeah, for and both the, of us. <laughs> the other one has it. Cool story. Uh, there's a pawn shop I go to that I love because they have movies and Blu-rays and all kinds of tech and stuff, and that's just what I'm into. 
And, and they probably have like vinyls and stuff, do they? Um, pretty small selection. Oh, okay. That's not too great. A lot of places have vinyl, but usually they're like 60s gospel albums, <laughs> which is okay. But Praise I just, the Lord. I already have like 50 of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, you know, wasn't exactly my intent. But yeah. Uh, I kind of don't really want anymore. So there's never any like good finds like Journey or Michael Jackson or stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It's it's not that exciting. But anyway, my point was at the pawn shop, I got myself a sealed copy of Star Trek. Get yeah, I yeah. actually saw that on Blu-ray. Like I was looking through your movies while you were going to the bathroom one time. Yeah. And I saw your Star Trek. I pulled it out. It's brand stinking new. Yeah. It costs like fifteen dollars, and you got yeah. it for what one? Three. For all of them? No. For that one. Oh, okay. Or okay. I do it. It's yeah, it's three bucks per movie. But that's not bad. I am willing to pay that. No joke. Even if it's used. Yeah, no joke. I should there's actually one at the other shop we go to for Blu-rays. I should buy that one for, oh, yeah? for the first Star Trek. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, I also need to go to that pawn shop because they have the last samurai and Pacific Rim, so Yes. Pawn shops actually are awesome. For their Blu-rays. Yeah. Well, no, no, for like everything though. Seriously, I bought this mic that you're listening to our podcast came from that same pawn shop. It did. It did. It did. And the pair of headphones that Fat Rat is wearing right now came from that pawn shop. What? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Seriously, if you've never been to a pawn shop, you're wondering what it's like. It's like a thrift store, but they actually have good stuff. Yeah, because thrift store, all they have is crappy clothes. See, like as a tech guy, I, I look at thrift stores for tech and stuff. You know the newest thing you can find there is like fifty dollar dress. Like no, like a, <laughs> a monitor from two thousand two. That's it's like a cathode ray monitor. Like little VHS players. Yeah, they have VHS stuff there, and they have VHS at the pawn shop as well. But it goes backwards and forwards. They have old Game Boy stuff and like really old Nintendo Game stuff Boy, there. Wow. Yeah, like the really they have an I think it was an original Game Boy Advance or something is really cool. Dang. It's expensive, but really cool. And then they also have newer stuff like tablets, laptops, headphones, speakers. And I'm not in the market for any of the headphones or speakers because, you know, I, I am a bit of a sucker for audiophileness. Yeah, you're, you're too you're too picky. I am way too picky. You're like me with books. I could never buy a book at a pawn shop unless it was like really nice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd encourage people to check out a pawn shop. Not like we're sponsored or anything. I just like them. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. I I pretty much just like them for the Blu-rays because they're cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't really collect anything else. I've even seen PCs there. They have some PCs. At I'm not looking shop. for a PC either. I, I'm not telling you you should be. I'm just saying like they have them. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with typing up my stories on Scrivener and MacBook here. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying to you. I'm just <laughs> I, like, I throwing it I'm out joking. there that it happened. I'm joking. And I looked at them and I, I wasn't really impressed with them. So I yeah. Well, honestly, if I were going to buy a PC, I would buy the I would like make my own like you do because that's the most yeah. efficient way not buy some crap off of Amazon, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. To be fair, what you can do is you can buy like a really cheap one off Amazon or like a, an old one that mm-hmm. or even on eBay you can find an old office PC that was used um at like an industrial office and I've seen people do this. It's really cool. They take this old really crappy one and they swap out all the old parts for a lot of newer stuff and they repurpose some of the old parts as well. So you actually save a lot of money, and yeah, it's not as flashy as a newer one, but you save so much money on all that stuff, and they built one for like under a hundred bucks. Wow. It, it, w- it wasn't amazing, but yeah. for under a hundred bucks, like Dang. that's, yeah. you know, 
if you can just boot it from a hundred bucks, that's impressive. Yeah. But being able to play games with reasonable frame rates is pretty cool. For sure. If you want a decent one, you can get one for under a hundred bucks. But yeah. I kind of like the flashy one. Flashy one's cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd say a decent PC is probably 300 or more. Yeah. Because you're buying a lot of newer parts that way. Because with, with that kind of a solution, the first one I talked about, you're paying for a lot of used stuff that's from, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. So you're going to have a slow hard drive. You're going to have an old generation of, int- uh, like, CPU socket. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to not have as much upgradability you can't put the newest intel processor in that old board because it's going to have a different socket so you you have some limitations with that but like it's just a cool idea to be able to repurpose something so old (coughs) and and swap it out for something that's new and yeah put a new motherboard in there then in that case you could put whatever cpu you want yeah fit your 40 fit your 4090 in a sleeper chassis or something like that that'd be funny guys you can just put a cpu in it i mean you kind of need a cpu exactly see see what see what you're saying <laughs> anyway yeah I, I think it's cool how much you can do by repurposing old things and used things it's where we put very old things <laughs> like you Bubba big <laughs> that still gets me <coughs> inside joke yeah <laughs> well technically it's like an inside joke to everybody who watched that video yeah I'll see if I can Find it and like link it in the description because it's funny. <laughs> so yeah, I was I, so I actually was learning how to use Scrivener for the past month, and I'm finally almost done learning it. But now I awesome. I've, yep, you found it. The different one than I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same one I was thinking of. Anyways, as I was saying, it was it's a Sorry. <laughs> it's iconic. <coughs> I wanted to find the other one. Sorry. I'm dedicated to finding. Wait, do you have to find it in the in the middle of the podcast though? Yes. Could you find it later? You know what? That's the one. I'll link that one in the description. Yeah. If you're wondering about what the video we're thinking of, it's it's in the description. <coughs> oh, good for the description. Yeah. So Scrivener. Yes, I was talking about Scrivener. It's a very complex writing software. I was very surprised, honestly. Like it's taken me a couple months to learn. I was like, you could read this tutorial in a little over an hour. I'm like, no, it's taking me forever. Of course yeah. I am a slow reader and a slow learner. There's a lot to remember, though. There's so many helpful techniques, like uh, side-by-side allows you to do that, going back and forth between documents, uh, making sub-documents, keeping your metadata. It's 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 pretty cool, pretty cool. And there's like a, even a focus mode where it just blocks out everything. There's so many cool features. And the best thing about it, the reason that I was most attracted to it, not only is it for complex story-making, like fantasy stories. I bet Tolkien wish he had it. <laughs> Uh, is that it formats it for you, and no, you so you don't have to worry about formatting. Yo, and that's, you can. That's t- awesome. I know. So it's, all you have to do is export it. Tell tell them how you want to format it, and then they'll just format it for you. It's so cool how soft like a, using switching to a different software can change your capabilities so much. I know, right? And I know you're going through that, and I'm still working through that because I switched from iMovie to DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. 
And like, that's, you know, huge learning curve as well. Yeah. And I'm nowhere near learning how to solve, how to <laughs> resolve my yeah. problems. But like, yeah, it's, it's so cool how a different software takes your creativity to a whole other level. There's so much more you can do. Exactly. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for you. It's Yeah. It's very, it's very nice. I already, already feel more productive, even though I haven't written a word in Scrivener, but like, I, I never knew that there would be such a nice software for specifically authors. for writing novels and like screenwriting. They even format it for like scripts and stuff, dude. I know. So it's like for all writers. That's so cool. I wouldn't recommend it if you're just writing essays, but if you're like have to write every day of your life like me, <laughs> then this is I would highly recommend Scrivener. Of course, there is like I said, there is a steep learning curve, but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still learning the learning curve. That's the correct word. I'm still you're curving the learning. I'm still yeah. I'm still mastering. I'm still mastering the software. Uh, but I know when I do get it mastered, my creativity is gonna soar. And yeah. it's like it looks nice too. You can like change the colors how you want it oh dude instead of just a microsoft microsoft word where it's just a black page i've never seen a more uninspired page than when i'm trying to come up with a story and i'm just looking at this blackness so empty it's like well it's a creative space that's where you're you're meant to have your ideas flow so you should be able to tailor it around you and what you want to be exactly that's great exactly i love customizability me too me too. And that's why I both have a love and a hate relationship with iPhone. And I'm not going to go into that deeply, but like, yeah, you can't customize a lot of stuff. We so, have, we have talked about iPhone versus Android. Yeah. Yeah. But for, that's, yeah. That's a big point. But yeah. to be able to customize your app like that is. <laughs> it, it is. And it's like the best. It is considered the best writing software for writers. Like Dude. the best. Like if you search up writing software for writers, it's the first one that comes up. And it's probably because of the customizability. It's you can do it any way you want. There's not one right way to use it. And it's you a one time purchase, right? Yeah, one time purchase. Sixty bucks. I can't tell you how refreshing it is to see one time purchase options still a thing. I know. In twenty twenty three. Because if you wanna do video editing, yeah, Final Cut and Resolve are one-time purchases but you know one of the main ones a lot of people uses is premiere pro yeah and that thing is like 20 bucks a month dude bro and word now is mainly a monthly payment you can i think there's a way you can buy it one time which is but it's 160 bucks yeah and it is they don't have a tutorial for you to use no information nothing yeah and it's awful so it's just like here's a bunch of stuff that would be helpful but we're not going to tell you to use it see that's one thing i made sure scrivener had was a thorough tutorial it tells you how to use every button in the scrivener phenomenal dude yeah i wish resolve had a tutorial (laughs) (laughs) well at least at least it's not like word where it only shows you how to use it on microsoft computers it does that like if you search up a youtube video how to use microsoft word it'll just be like how to use microsoft word and it'd be only on a microsoft computer oh yeah you know what i mean yeah only on windows yeah and I then, thought you meant like it came with a tutorial, but it only showed it to you if you were on Windows. Oh, that would be just cruel. I was like, are you serious, dude? Yeah. So many people would be missing out on that. But no, that's that's better. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, still getting over that cold. Anywho. But also, I did find one video, how to use it on Mac. And it was like 10 years old. Yeah. So it was like no use to me. Yeah, pretty it's much. dead to me. So. It's kind of unfortunate how I've been a Mac user for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've mainly switched now, but, but like 
using Mac and trying to find tutorials, most things were in Windows. And actually, like a lot of video editors use Mac, which I wouldn't have expected. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's frustrating trying to do the whole conversion in your thing, switching control for command and then alt. What does that even mean? Oh, right. Option kind of. But it doesn't work on Mac and there's different commands and stuff. And yeah, it's. See, what I don't get is why would you settle for something less than DaVinci Resolve or Scrivener, though? Because most authors do use Microsoft Word. They probably just don't even know about Scrivener. Or or they're afraid of the learning curve. And I, I yeah. feel the same way. Yeah. I was actually scared of DaVinci Resolve before I used it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I used it on my Mac. And one of the reasons why I hated it so much was because I didn't hate it. But I was scared of it was because my laptop ran so slowly and I couldn't get anything done. Yeah. But also, if you've ever looked at DaVinci Resolve, there's seven tabs and all of them have a complicated interface and you need to know how to use all of them. And there's really deep, really deep things you can do with it. Yeah. And like it's a super steep learning curve and I'm still learning how to use it. I'm not even a quarter of the way done, probably. But. If I once I'm done putting in that effort, I'm going to reap such a great reward being able to whiz my way around this. Exactly. Than being stuck to something much simpler like Final Cut. Yeah. And Final Cut's great, but, you know, there's limitations with it as well. But the steeper the learning curve, the greater the reward. Exactly. You know, just have so to overcome your laziness. Microsoft we both have has, yeah, it has some nice features. Yeah. But, like, it, even that at that, it doesn't have that many nice features, and it's pretty easy to use the basics. Yeah. Well, the basics are just, like, open it, open yeah. a new document. And exactly. And every feature other than that is, like, for resumes or, like, fancy documents or stuff like that. Yeah. It's not for writing it's features. not it's not for novel writing. Like yeah. I tried to I found their novel writing format. I didn't know how to write it. Writing yeah. it, you know? And I wanted I didn't just want a page with just word after word. I wanted it formatted as I was going. I wanted to be organized. I kinda wanted it to be fancier. That's so cool, dude. And so that's why I was so attracted to Scrivener because it literally it's a much more organized way of learning. Yeah. And you don't have to just do it all in one document. Your document is a series of sub documents. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I'm a folder guy. I like put everything on yes. my desktop into folders. I didn't do that on my Mac. So and you taught me messy. to do that too. <laughs> yeah. And and now I, as a folder guy, I like having everything divided into certain folders on certain drives in my PC. And that just is like such a good feeling because I know where everything is. I know. So especially like I didn't do it with Word documents, which I, was a big mistake. <laughs> my Word documents are just scattered everywhere. Yeah. And it's kind of Whoa. sorry. It's kind of too late to, to go. Any- what was that? I think you just broke the mic. What? The mic arm. No, you didn't. Oh, that's uh, not good. Oh, it just unthreaded. Yeah. Oh, lovely noises. What do you think? ASMR? Yeah. Fred's voice. <laughs> <laughs> we could also make this noise. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. Anywho. <laughs> Wow, look at that. Look at that waveform. We are professional podcasters. Yes, we are. Yes. We fix our mic on the podcast. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I think, wow. This yeah, we've, is legit we've, a 20-minute small talk. We've gone on. Yeah, you've, you just won't shut up. Uh, I won't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> we, we won't shut up. We're sorry. Yep. But that's what you came here for, was for us rambling incoherent nonsense. So. Exactly. Actually... I, I think I think that was helpful for writers and video editors. Yeah, it's you put in the time to learn harder software because you'll enjoy it more. Yeah, the, the better the more work you put into it, the more you get out of it. 
in some cases. You need to make sure it's at least competent software. By the way, I wouldn't recommend Pages for for Audacity. Oh, Audacity's the worst. I I don't know if it's just because we didn't know how to use it, but that is the least intuitive feeling software ever. Definitely. And it does not look nice. Resolve at least has some intuition for it. Like you can navigate your way around it if you've edited video before. Audacity. I had no idea what to do with it. Yeah. Nothing worked. My side scroll wheel didn't work. The The space bar didn't work to start and stop. Or maybe it did. I don't know. It was atrocious. That That is the, to this day one of our worst episodes. When yeah. Audacity. Because of Ad- audacity. 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 All right. Anywho, we just hit 20 minutes. Let's, okay, let's, let's, let's head up. into rat reels. Yes. We are reviewing. Or backwards. It's. Whoa! Or forwards, it's But inverted and reverted, it's Today's rat reel is Tenet, which was released in 2020. It is a 7.3 on IMDb. It is directed by Christopher Nolan, written by Christopher Nolan, starring, starring, then John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. Elizabeth Debicki, and Kenneth Branagh. It grossed. No, no, I'll find it. I'm going to find it first. No, I'm going to read it. It grossed. 9,350,000 <laughs> on its opening weekend in U.S. and Canada. The gross worldwide was 365 million. The budget was 205 million estimated. <clears throat> so they did make some money off of this one. Wow. Uh, let me, let so, me, let me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gosh. Armed with only one word, tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a, missi- on a mission that will old- can't read, that will unfold in something beyond real time. Wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, this is the most one of the most unique movies we've talked about, and it's our first Christopher Nolan movie too. I can't believe it. It is. How was it this late? Because we were saving it until we got better at podcasting. Fair. So Christopher Nolan is one of our favorite directors, if not our favorite. It is my favorite director. Yeah, I'm not decided yet, but most likely I would. I mean, who else would? Exactly. (laughs) That's what I mean. Christopher Nolan is incredible at making super deep and thought provoking movies including Tenet, because Tenet deals with time inversion. It's not time travel, it's time inversion. Yeah, time in, time travel is like, you know, the classic kind of campy. Yeah, like Back to the Future. Movie. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. It, yeah. It, no, no, this is an action movie. This is its finest. For sure. It twists your mind. It plays with it. It reminds me a little bit of Across the Spider-Verse because it's going through that the mind-bending aspects, except on, different. On steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Across the Spider-Verse wasn't that mind-bending. It was just incredibly good, so it left, yeah. it left me stunned. Yeah. This movie was so mind-bending that I, I, I you don't understand it. Like, you can't comprehend it, by the way. Your headphones are on backwards again. Oh, kind of figured. Uh, <laughs> I would 100% agree. The cord's behind you. Yeah, there I you understand go. that. Okay. I I 100% agree. I've seen this movie four times and I still don't fully comprehend it, but I still get something new out of it. I understand it more and more each time. 
course, I listen to podcasts about it and stuff like that to help me understand it. Yeah, but you, the, you had to help me understand it through the movie too. Yes, I we paused it multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> so I could understand what like what just happened in that scene. Part of it is because of the muttered dialogue. Yeah, which I understand why he does that. It's just a little annoying mm-hmm. because the dialogue's so hard to hear and so important. But the reason he does that is because he wants you to make it. He wants you to feel that you're actually in the room with them. Mm-hmm. So the sounds are normal volume instead of turned down. The dialogue turned up, and the music is. Yeah, the same sound as the background sounds and the the dialogue so that it feels more real mm-hmm. and it feels more immersive. Yeah. So I get why he does it. It's just a tad bit annoying because of how heavy the dialogue is. Like, this is a very dialogue heavy movie. Yeah. If you like for some movies, if you turned off the dialogue, you could follow at least somewhat of the story. Yeah. Like for any movie, it would be weird. Yeah. But, you know, you could at least get the gist with this. You'd start watching things and be like, what is happening? Yeah. That makes no sense. Why is he doing that? I have no idea. You know? Yeah. Of course. And some of the things you find out later, like some of the key plot points that you understand later, and then you're like, what? That happened? Yeah. Or that can happen? <laughs> yeah. No joke. So one of the craziest ideas, like we like we mentioned before, is time inversion. Yeah. So one helpful way to understand it is actually at the very beginning of the movie. So there's the Warner Bros. logo, and then there's the Syncopy logo. Mm-hmm. And the Warner Bros. logo is shown in red, and the music is playing forwards. Yeah. Then there's the Syncopy logo, which is blue, and it's playing backwards. Yeah. If you look closely in the movie, blue means backwards, red means forwards. In some scenarios. In some scenarios. Of course, there's maybe like a blue car, and you're like, oh, it's moving backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that specific. But it's very obvious when it's supposed to be red and blue, like the red-blue Red room, blue room, backwards, mm-hmm. forwards. Yes. Or forwards, backwards. So basically what time inversion is, is the inversion of time. Wow. <laughs> no. Words of wisdom with fat rat. When you're So when you <laughs> invert something, it yeah. starts moving backwards in time. Relative to you. Relative to you. Ooh. But to the person who is inverted, you're moving backwards. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. Because they're happening at the same time. And so how one of the podcasts I listened to explained it. So when you're inverted, there's three versions of yourself. There's the you moving backwards in time, you moving forwards in time, and then the inverted, reverted version of yourself, (laughs) which I still don't fully get that. I don't get any of it. (laughs) And so it's so crazy because they, there's like backwards fighting, there's backwards car chases, there's forward person fighting a person who's fighting backwards and the actors actually had to learn how to fight backwards Mm -hmm. it is mind-blowing it's incredible yeah that's a way to put it like uh so as an example like it might be hard to understand what a time inversion actually could imply in a real scenario uh other than being backwards yeah so one of the examples they give and it's in the trailer too so it's not a spoiler oh the bullet yeah yeah, the the bullet bullet. Yeah. yeah um well the shooting actually oh yeah you're yeah. not so you're... so there's a big like concrete block that looks like it's been shot multiple times already and the main tenant guy protagonist yeah. he doesn't actually have a name his name is just protagonist like yep. that's what he's even called is the protagonist yeah even in the, movie, the person it's... fighting for good right so the protagonist um picks up a gun and he's talking with a professor and she's telling him how some things are inverted in time and how they're moving backwards. And he doesn't get it. So he he looks at the um, block and 
pulls the trigger on the gun and the bullet comes out of the rock that has been shot and, and the bullet in, hole then covers up yeah and goes back into the gun and so um he's like whoa so it like inverse fired and she's like no you're catching the bullet because the bullet is inverted through time yeah so in the bullet's point of view you shot the bullet yeah but to your point of view you caught the bullet yeah because it happened backwards to you so that's like a an actual implication of it which when you start to realize how weird that can get and how quickly uh wow it's crazy yeah so so basically what john davis washington the protagonist's character is trying to do is to prevent armageddon yeah from happening now i'm we're not gonna say how that would happen because that would be a spoiler like what who well the bad guy is uh sator played by kenneth Branagh. he does a really good job playing a bad guy he is actually kind of terrifying yeah (laughs) he's very menacing uh, Sator is the, is the antagonist of the story. Sorry, I'm losing my train of thought again. He's the anti-protagonist. He's the anti-protagonist, but he is using inversion for unsavory purposes. So, you're going to have to watch the movie to understand, to know why he's inverting things. Mm-hmm. But, Christopher Nolan doesn't just leave you in the dark. Like, he does explain these things to you. He does thoroughly explain these things to you. There's a lot of exposition in this movie, but as we said before, it's hard to hear the dialogue. Yep. So watching this movie with subtitles would be a good idea. Yep. Or if you're using Amazon, you can go into the audio and languages settings and yep. there's a dialogue boost setting. They probably made that just because of Christopher Nolan. But, <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, a quick note I'd like to add about that as well. I, I watched a video about why movies do that and it's another concept like yeah like what you said as well is it's at normal room volume but also for something called dynamic range what which um producers use in general and especially editors as well in the mix so they want voices to seem much quieter so that things like guns and explosions in contrast seem much louder yeah because if everyone was everything was the same volume well you'd have a weird sounding movie then yeah you know so you want the extra contrast so that dialogue feels quiet and personal and then explosions feel big and boomy yeah and uh yeah that's just an interesting thing and but in this movie there's so much in like a sentence yeah so much yeah christopher missed so much i could tell well that's because we had to watch on low volume so we didn't wake up my parents yeah but we should need to watch in your basement one of these days in your surround sound or better in chad's basement With his surround sound, because this movie was meant for the theater. Christopher Nolan makes his movies for the theater. Which is kind of the right idea. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, Yeah, but people are like, making it for streaming surfaces, you know what I mean? Oh, no. Making it secondary screen, so that, like, you're only... Those movies are meant for you to be half into it. Christopher Nolan does not believe in half watching a movie. He's like, you cannot... He's like, people are so used to blanking out for 10 minutes in the movie, coming back in, and still know what's going on. He's like, no. You need to be paying attention this entire time. I need to keep you involved. It's an experience. It is an experience. And you enjoy it. You do. Just stay focused on the movie. Yeah, exactly. so much better. Enjoy the flipping movie. Yeah. Of course, still the concepts are hard to grasp. But like, you're not going to understand this the first time. Unless you're like a flipping genius. Yeah. But it's still, the visual effects are still really cool to watch. Yeah. And just enjoying the genius of it. Yeah. Like the absolute, like that's what me and a man here enjoyed during it was like the genius of it because they would say like mind bending things. It's like when uh, the protagonist sees 
protagonist and Neil see the bullet in the window, uh, Neil goes, what happened here? And then John David goes, it hasn't happened yet. And it's like, Poof. yeah, it's so crazy. It's one of those movies where if you look away for five minutes, you're gone forever. Yeah. Like you will not legit. <laughs> you, we could not even comment on anything during the movie unless it was like during the action scene. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. But on that same note, it's really good. It's captivating. It keeps your in- attention. It's not boring yeah. at all. No, and it's even not. if you don't understand a reason of why things are happening, it's Christopher Nolan. It's a visually appealing movie. Definitely. So there's explosions and fighting and cool stuff all the time. Honestly, I would watch the entire movie just to see that building. Like, remember the building? It would like explode, then it would come back to explode at the bottom, come back together, explode at the top, Dude, and explode. That effect blew my mind. <laughs> Because, yeah, there was maybe, maybe or maybe, maybe not, there was an explosion that happened, uh, both happening forwards and happening backwards, and they played it from both points of view, and I was like, what? How did it happen like that? Yeah. I still don't get it. <laughs> We're gonna have to, we need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. This, it's so cool. The rewatch value on this movie is crazy. Yeah, if you're thinking about buying or renting it, and like it's, you know, on the fence for you, you're probably going to watch, watch it again. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. And then content-wise, if you're looking into watching this, it's actually a pretty clean movie. Uh, Aside from language and violence, there's nothing too bad in there. And then some immodest outfits. Yeah. But that's, Other than that, though, it's... Yeah. It, it's it's cleaner than your average Bond film. Yeah. But we, I want to talk about the actors for a second. Robert Pattinson plays yeah. the second main character, Neil, and he does a phenomenal job. I, he he's a did. very entertaining character. He's also really funny. Yeah, very chill, laid back kind of guy. Yeah, but he, but and he also knows what's going on too. He's oh, yeah. he's probably my favorite character in the movie. And then of course there's John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son. So of course he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I found him to be a really fun character, an interesting character. Yeah, you know, as I watch these movies more, as I watch this movie more, at first I do not feel connected to the characters at all. But then I watch more, it's like. I actually really like the characters, you know? Yeah. They really do connect I, you to them. I forget the woman's name. She's basically the Cat. only woman in the woman. Yeah, Cat. Uh, only woman in the movie. Did I say woman in the woman? Yeah, you said woman in the woman. I was like, what, what the crap? I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> words come out of me wrong. Um, she's basically the only main woman in the movie. But well, No, there's there's the other lady. The What's her name? See? No, no. <laughs> well, she's the one that's... that. John David, that protagonist always goes back to talk to, and she knows. Oh, the professor? No, not the professor. No? The old the old lady who's always in rich clothing. Oh. The, yeah, remember her? Yeah. Okay, yeah. She was in India, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, somewhere in India. Yeah. That was also really cool. See, this movie's so stinking cool. Yeah, but my, my point was she did a really good job acting, actually, and so did Kenneth Branagh. Their roles together is, like a, is very difficult to play. Definitely. I'm, I'm, we're it's honestly kind of that. heavy, honestly. Yeah, how say to Teresa's wife. Right. We're not going to go deep into that situation because yeah. that's spoilers kind of. Yeah. But it's just think of it as being very hard to play. And they acted very, very well. For yeah. Part of the movie. They I, did. I didn't notice any bad acting in the movie, really. Well, it's Christopher Nolan movie. You're not exactly bad acting. Right. There's only like the, the Dark Knight Rises, the death of one of the characters. Remember in the truck? Was was a remember. little off with with. I can't tell you the name of the yeah. person, mm. but I'll talk to you about it later. Yeah, but it's we'll just, it's just, it's a little, it's a little off, but it's still, it's still like not bad acting. You yeah. know what I mean? 
to Christopher Nolan movie, there's not going to be bad acting. There's barely going to be bad anything except content wise. There might yeah. be a few bad things like, but speaking of um, bad things, the CGI in this movie is very minimal. Oh, of course, it's Christopher Nolan. He hates CGI. <laughs> yeah, I don't think CGI is a bad thing. Like, there's times where it's necessary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars. But, yeah, definitely. And Star Trek. Yeah, of course. And it's cool, you know, to make spaceships. You're not actually going to go out into space to film a scene. So CGI is fine. But, like, for big stunts and whatnot, and fights especially, you don't want to CGI all of that. Because it makes it super cool when it looks realistic. So Christopher Nolan did one of the most absurd things for this movie that I absolutely love. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. So uh, yeah. Should I explain the background behind it? Can we? Yeah. It's it's in the trailer. Oh well then yeah go for it. So in the movie they need to hijack a seven four seven plane, which is a big plane. Yeah. And crash it into a building. Okay. So a regular filmmaker like I don't know like Disney. Yeah, Disney wouldn't make an action movie. <laughs> wouldn't make a good action movie for sure. If if they did make a good action movie, it'd be with like a twelve year old. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Honestly, like it, it'd be made by Pixar. Okay? It would be. <laughs> it would be made by Pixar. Would just like okay, we'll just CGI the plane going to the building, right? Yeah. What's going on? An okay. active screensaver <laughs> would be going to the building, but no, because Renault is like, actually, it'd be more efficient. If we just take this ginormous plane and crash it into an actual building. Yeah. So he real life crashed a plane in a building. Imagine that. I mean, not from the air. Don't be so dramatic. No, he, he drove it through <laughs> a parking lot. Yeah. Knocking everything over, destroying everything into a real building for a movie. Let's hope nobody so cool. fumbled up during that take. <laughs> One guy just sneezes in the background. Dang it, Jim. <laughs> we got to start all over. Yeah. You just cost me $40 million. But also, I mean, that's crazy. Change the topic a little bit. This movie was the like the first big movie after COVID. So it helped revitalize the theaters. Yeah. But the thing about it was is that they also released it on the streaming service. The studio released on the streaming service mm -hmm. the same day. So Christopher Nolan oh, lost money. That's that's why he. This was the movie that he ditched Warner Bros. Yeah, this is why he ditched Warner Brothers and oh, went to Universal. That's why Oppenheimer is made by Universal. But I now see. Warner Bros. is actually asking for him back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, so they might do some talking. Anywho, so uh, yeah, one final thing I want to address: Ludwig Göransson's score. I could, I will watch this movie just for the music, though. I. I always appreciate music and stuff, but I don't always notice it during the movie too much mm -hmm. for like your typical action movie. Um, some movies I do, but yeah. for ten, I was like, dude, this music is so cool. Because Just listening to it. Cause yeah, it's awesome. It is unlike anything you've ever heard in the first place. Yeah. But also during the inversion scenes, he plays the music backwards. Yes. It is crazy. And it's very interesting to listen to it alone. Uh, Cues I'd recommend is Rainy Night in Talon, Seven Four Seven, and <laughs> I wonder where that one took place. <laughs> and what was what was the? There was another one. I think it's Trucks in Place. Those three, I, those three cues are the ones I can name off the top of my head that I know are really good. You know, I think I'm gonna have to go back. And, and the listen. algorithm. 
the algorithm. Oh, that one's also yeah. a good. That's a, also a good cue. I think I'm gonna have to go and listen to the score for this movie because it's just it's that cool. And it I, gives me goosebumps. I really don't listen to much movie score. Uh-huh. You do tons. But, oh yeah. Like the only movies I've really listened to the score of is the Batman and No Time to Die. Yeah. A little bit and like some of Star Wars stuff because you know Star Wars. Yeah. Iconic. It's John Williams. Yeah. Exactly. But um, dude, this one was cool. Yeah. It was. It's very unique. Also, I would also recommend checking the score to Oppenheimer because that's also been done by Lord and Garanson. Oh, really? And it's crazy. It's really. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. It's one of my. It's one of my. It's one of my comforts, of course. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. So yeah, that is the movie Tenet. We encourage you to check it out. Of course, research it. Make sure it's okay for you. Make yeah. sure it's okay with your conscience. To be fair, at the beginning there is some more darker violence. Well, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Just. We, we, we yeah. won't give all the content warnings here. We rarely give content warnings here because we just like to talk about what we liked about the yeah, movie. Yeah. We're not a, we're not plugged in podcast or anything like that. We're not your be all and end all for what you and should, should and shouldn't watch. That yeah. is up to you. But because, to be fair, nothing was really shown. It's just all implied. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like the gold bar. Remember the bar of gold? But yeah. Sator absolutely beats the crap out of a guy with a bar of gold. Stone oh, off yeah. Screen. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still can't believe you were like, you're like, this is this is kind of as you you during the movie, you mentioned like it might be darker than the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, and then I was like, bro, no, this is not about it for a second. I was like, all right, yeah, no, it <laughs> not, is not nowhere near as dark as the Dark Knight. It's not even that dark, honestly. Yeah. It's not even that dark, honestly. Spectre is probably darker than this. Yeah, yeah, actually, it is. Yeah. <sighs> yes, Tenet, a uh, cool movie, cool music, great effects, actually not effects, great actual scenes and filming, and amazing writing for the movie. So cool. A lot of people Story don't line. like it because it's so confusing, but I'm kind of just like, that just shows how dumb you are, you know what I mean? Com- just compared like, to Christopher Nolan. Like- <laughs> exactly. It's like, why do you not like it? Because it's confusing. Like, yeah. Christopher Nolan obviously knew, know, knew what he was doing. He knew what the story is about. Yeah. So the story does make sense. It just doesn't make sense to you. That's no excuse to say it's a bad movie, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So check it out for yourself. Check it out for yourself. And if you can figure it out, detailed explanation in uh, the poll on the Q and A. That oh, would yeah. be nice. Please, we, we'll read it. We want to know. One thing I want to do is I want to buy the screenplay to this movie, like buy the script and then read it through, then watch the movie again. Yeah. Be, I think that'd be kind of cool. I should I should collect film scripts. That'd be fun. Anyways, all right, let's head over to our James Bond rankings, which is kind of part of the rat reels. So why change segments? Yeah, we'll just, just keep talking. Change segments. Oh, so shoot, I forgot to write mine down because I'm going to mess them up. Okay, so why don't we hit you, the pause you, button? Okay, yeah. Because I want to do like back and forth. Yeah. Besides, I need to I need to actually confirm mine too. So, <laughs> okay, sounds good. We're so ready, guys. incredible run as bond i think i don't know if it'll ever be topped like christopher nolan might be directing the next one so he may who knows i don't know i don't know if i want it to be topped because it was so good 
But I think it's just going to have a special place in our hearts because it's our bond. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe, it came yeah. out in our lifetime. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when we were young. I mean, so will the Christopher Nolan well, ones if they do, but unless yeah. we die. But no, it's like we grew up yeah. with Daniel Craig. You know it what I mean? It was the first ones we watched. Yeah, yeah, it was the first ones we watched. And, like, they were coming out as we were growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because a lot of people, like, their favorite is Pierce Bronson. I just watched GoldenEye. Wasn't impressed. <laughs> I mean, it was still it was still a fun movie. Yeah, it I saw had, Die Another Day. I had the same feelings as you. It was like it was a fun movie. I liked watching the actor for Bormir, Sean Bean, play the bad guy, which was kind of <laughs> awesome. He was, awesome. A, he was a good bad guy, but it just wasn't wasn't what I wanted from a Bond movie. I understand people love the campy movies. Some people hate the Daniel Craig movies because they get rid of the campiness. You know what I mean? Yeah, they wanted a lighthearted Bond. Which Daniel Craig did not give them, but I love the gra- grappling with morality of Bond. Yeah, so they, they delivered more to our crowd with those movies. So we deeper. have our rankings. Yes, we do, and we are very excited about these because we've um, we've watched the movies almost twice for all of them. Um, I've watched them all twice for all of them. You haven't seen Skyfall oh, or I've seen No Time to Die or Casino Royale almost twice. I've seen Spectre twice, and that's all. I haven't seen Skyfall twice. Or Quantum Solace. Or Casino Royale. I do think you need to give Skyfall a second chance. I do need to watch it again. I It's not that I don't like it. I just haven't seen it. I only saw it once. Yeah. So. It's, it's, it's Although, a phenomenal movie. I do believe I have my ranking straight. Okay, that's good. Because after the Mission Impossible rankings, you're like, let's be spontaneous. Yeah. But of course, as the first episode, we were both learning stuff. So yeah, we had no idea how to do life. <laughs> no joke. All right. So what was your fifth favorite movie? We're going from bottom to top. So we're starting at our least favorite movie. Okay. Of so this five. was so hard. We both agree. I believe we both agree on the last one. Yeah. So my last one on this list is Quantum of Solace. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. There's a lot of fun stuff to it. It's just not up to par with the other ones. It was rushed into production yeah. because of a writing strike. Of an impending writing strike. So, they can tell they didn't put a lot of thought into the movie. It's a little... It's just... After Casino Royale, it's just a bit of a disappointment. I think a good way to describe it is shallow. Yeah, I would say it is shallow. It does I. It does have interesting themes. It's just not... It's just not... It kind of reminds me of the Pierce Brosnan ones. In a way, it's better than the Pierce Bronson. Yes, but like in in style, because it it's just a story, and there's no real depth to it. I mean, there's there's some depth. I don't know. Do you, do you follow a, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I do understand what what you're saying. Uh, it is better on a second time watching it. Yeah, as per usual for a Bond movie, but it's still. It's 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 just it's hard to it's hard to explain it. It's just not as good as the other ones, I should say. Yeah, it's still a fun movie though. You, it's not skippable. It is yeah. very important to the plot line and to Bond's character arc. Yeah. So, but it it, it was a movie that's very forgettable, in my opinion. It was like, like I still I, I remember only half of what happened. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't amazing. This yep. wasn't amazing. All right. So, how about you? Okay. So my fifth favorite was also quantum of solace we agree on that one yeah so why but, don't you yeah we're alternating you? yeah yeah, yeah. Right. but so my fourth favorite movie wait no it would go you then i would say my fourth and you would say my fourth because you just said your fifth yeah but you're you're leading every time that 
thought we'd like switch each time because you. Well, that's not how it usually works, but that's okay. Because if we're alternating, that means because we don't have the same rankings. So why don't you tell us a little bit why you put Quantum of Solace on the bottom? Oh, forgettable, kind of dull, yeah, shallow, not my favorite. Again, I, not a bad movie by any means, but it's it's still fun. Like there's yeah. still some really cool plane chases and boat chases. Still cool, stuff like that. Just not as cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. Carry on, Mr. Bodich. So then, uh, all right. So this is where it got really difficult for me. I changed my ranking like five times in the past five minutes. Really. I put Casino Royale. This movie was awesome. All right, I love this movie. I honestly. Don't know why. I guess maybe it's just not as action-packed as the others. But the poker scenes are so cool. How they filmed yeah. them. Lee Schieffer is a boss. Yes. As a bad guy. Of course, it's probably the least clean one out of all of them. There's more naughty parts. <laughs> or as I, like, as I like to call them, bathroom breaks. <laughs> In it. And it is just like kicking the franchise off. Again, there's honestly nothing wrong. I I do not have anything wrong with this movie, but it's just not, it's just below the other ones, but it is a perfect movie and I love the crap out of it. So, yeah. So my, (laughs) okay, you can stop. Sorry. (laughs) My fourth favorite movie is Casino Royale. I was worried you were going to say Skyfall. I was like, oh my god. So, Casino Royale, okay, again, like you said, this is such a good movie, and I hate putting it so low as four, because it sounds wrong. It does. My my fourth favorite out of these five, it sounds so low. I know. Again, when you think about it, none of these movies are bad by any means. No. They're just, some are better than others, and... The only reason I put it down so low is because the other ones are just so crazy. Yeah. And Casino Royale is such a cool movie. I can't wait to watch it again. Because okay. Again. I don't okay. know why. I can't wait to watch it again. I don't know why it came out like that. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again because I, I loved the poker scenes like you said. This starts. This movie starts to incorporate morality and mm-hmm. thought and it's way deeper than Quantum of Solace. Um to me, from what I remember. Yeah, Quantum Souls, they just don't... There's still good themes. They just don't... I don't know. Uh, expand on those themes very yeah. well. It's just not as well made. Yeah. Anyways, as you are saying. So yeah, we agree. that We, we are... Uh, it's also so far. just not as action-packed yes, as the other ones. Which is true. Very Which doesn't necessarily man doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie, right? But you know, it does add more visual interest when you have action. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. I, it doesn't take away points for me. No, really. it doesn't. It doesn't. All right, so no, this was really difficult. Yes, it was. These top three ones are so in the top three now. I have Spectre as your number three. As my as my number three. Mm-hmm. So, again, I love this movie. A lot of people put Casino Royale above Spectre. I didn't because I 
Spectre is epic. Like, it is hardcore epic. Some of the shots is like James Bond walking up the staircase on his way to the Spectre meeting is epic. Blowfield is an amazing villain. There's an argument, honestly, to put this one on at second. I understand this movie does get a lot of hate because of the plot twist. Some people don't like that. I thought it was a really cool plot twist. That was like everything's intertwined, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I do understand why people don't like it. But me personally, I loved it. I thought the action was cool. Is developing his relationship with Madeline Swan. A lot of the questions they bring up is really cool. The actor from Mor- Moriarty from the Sherlock show is in it. He's one of the he's one of the kind of antagonists, but not quite like he's an antagonist to some, protagonist to others. And it's just a really, really cool movie. Really well done. Really looks nice. And the opening is super cool. Yes, so. indeed. So my third favorite movie. I know I know what's going to be. And I'm okay with it. It's Skyfall. Called it. Yep. Uh, again, amazing movie. Love it. So fun. I know I, I remember most of it. But you remember more than I do. But... It's such a captivating movie. It's super eye-catching and entertaining. And like for all these top four, they're so close. They're yeah. so close. They're so good. Honestly, the top four are all perfect movies, I would say. Yeah, pretty much. Like, amazing. And get more perfecter as you go. Honestly. The yeah. perfecter candy bill. Uh, <laughs> Inside joke. Yes. If you know, you know. If you don't, that's probably really I try to kiss for that for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. That's okay. But... Skyfall, you know, I, it's not that I didn't like it. I liked the other ones better. All right. So the right opinion just get, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's called an opinion, buddy. <laughs> objectively, in my opinion. Um, my so objectively subjective. Opinion. Number two for me is Skyfall when it crumbles. Anyways, Adele's song is very good. <clears throat> uh, is Skyfall. No, I under, I was actually, I know I've been like a super big advocate of Skyfall. It's a really well-made movie. I would say it's one of the most well-made movies out of the Bond films. It's the most critically acclaimed Bond movie. So that's why I've been kind of advocating for it. Out of personal, it's so hard for me to tell. Yeah. Spectre and Skyfall were neck and neck. I just put Skyfall because I thought of the emotionality of Skyfall. The emotion of this movie is crazy. Like, of course, no time to die. You actually cry. But this movie, I honestly was tempted to cry. But it gets very personal, the Bond. Because it starts dealing with Bond's past. It, uh... His relationship with M is showing that he does have a family in MI6. And his connections with all of them. Like, Q. Q is introduced in this movie. It's the first one with the OG Aston Martin which is super cool, and there's a lot of cool gadgets, a lot of really cool scenes. It's a beautiful movie. Silva, the bad guy, is terrifying, especially when he <laughs> takes out his teeth. <laughs> if you know, you know. Sounds weird. <laughs> and I just think I like, I think it goes above Spectre. Of course, there's a personal aspect to, to Spectre, but just the personal, how personal you get with Bond and dealing with his emotions and skyfall i think puts it above specter mm-hmm. and the action is also really cool and the bad guy 
That's really cool. And the explosions are awesome. It has some really deep themes also, if you look closely at it. Alrighty, your turn. My second favorite was Spectre. Spectre. And it's it's an amazing movie, of course. Like all of them. I'm sure you've never heard me say that before. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. I love it so much. It's such a good movie. I bet we can make a montage of all the times we said you amazing could. movie. If someone wants to do oh, that, then oh boy. <laughs> I bet Lady Ephraim would do that, honestly. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. If you if you really want to, go for it. But like, boy, that would take forever. Yeah. And it'd be really boring. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah, Spectre. I maybe found it a little bit more captivating than Skyfall. Okay. Like they're, they're really so close that I wouldn't say one is that much better than the other. So I know we disagree on those two, but yep. like really they're so close that it's honestly though. Like I was even tempted to put Spectre in second. Yeah. Just ah, Skyfall is just so good. Yeah. But so is Spectre. I know. Yeah. Like Blowfield and Silva. I think Blowfield is probably the more entertaining villain to watch if I'm being honest. Yeah. Some people say his talent, like Blowfield, was kind of wasted. I do not think so. I thought Blowfield, yeah, right, Christopher right. Waltz did a phenomenal job as Blowfield. But well, actually, romance comes into play in Spectre. There's basically none in Skyfall. The uh, there is, but it's just kind of like uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's like James Bond's Playboy kind of romance. Yeah. It's not intimate at all. It's simply. Just, right. It's basically him still transitioning out of his, out of him being a womanizer, basically. Yeah. So it's better than the old stuff. Yo. For that, dude. But, the the old stuff. Some of the naughty scenes legit make Daniel Craig look like a cheap Daniel Craig James Bond's look like cheap rated movies. Yeah. They're uh, questionable. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to skip through those. But yeah, so we're and Pierce Brosnan. We're both tied pretty much on Skyfall and Spectre. They're so close that you couldn't really call one so much better than the other. How could you say that? You know. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. But why don't we say it together? Our number one favorite movie out of the Daniel Craig James Bond is No, no time, time to, to die. die. We love this movie so much. I'm, it's so good. I'm honestly so sad I was sick during the review because that review yeah. could have been a banger. But it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> we may or may not do a bonus episode sometime where we thoroughly review it. Right. You shall see. Oh, but this movie. I was literally speechless once the credits start rolling. Yeah, me too. Like, I was just I did not want to say anything because the moment of the, the ending is just so moving. It is. I. It's what I'd call a powerful movie. It's a powerful, and yeah. You don't you don't get that from a lot. Like no. Tenet, great movie, but not powerful, right? It doesn't leave you speechless. Right. Well, yeah, it doesn't leave you speechless. It leaves you confused, but not speechless. <laughs> you know, Spectre, good, but not powerful. Skyfall, good, but not powerful. No time to die. It's different. It does. It's oh, no, not every movie so has to cool. hit you speechless. If it, just because it doesn't make you speechless doesn't mean it's not like, better than this movie. Right. But, but we really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It no is. Like, you did not. You never got this. I mean, I haven't seen all of the old ones, of course, but I don't think you ever got this level of emotion on any of the other Bond movies. I can't imagine it. No. Because they did so well developing Bond's character. You know Bond. You know, like, his emotions, how he works, even. Yeah. You know the lies he tells himself, too. 
Yeah, this is the deepest movie. This is definitely the deepest movie. The bad guy is really cool. The Russian scientist is kind of annoying. The new 007 is kind of annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, this movie mainly center, centers around Bond and Madeline Swan at Q. And it's amazing. <laughs> I love the scene at Q's apartment. I think that's the best. Just seeing like how he lives his life and his bald cats and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. But, yeah, this movie is probably top 10 it is my it is for sure top 10 movies of all time for me yeah it's in my top five i think yeah and i don't know what my top five is because i like so many movies same and it would be so many nail-biting decisions to narrow that down yeah we should we should do that sometime though force us to i know it's gonna hurt it is going to hurt <sighs> oh dude because like i love the dark knight no time to die across the spider-verse but where's room for napoleon dynamite like, <laughs> I know. I like how you just these three like cinematic masterpieces. Then Napoleon. Hey, Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite is one of those three cinematic masterpieces. <laughs> you know, it's like Christopher I mean, Nolan when he was a teen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love. We we both. You guys know how much we love No Time to Die. We've talked about it so much. I have a poster of No Time to Die in my room. It is amazing. Phenomenal. So, and Alex loves it so much that he's drawing. On his little whiteboard. It's a boogie board. A boogie board. I wrote No Time to Die. Can you hear that? Oh, right. Podcast. That was really cheesy. I'm Alrighty. so sorry. Here, so that now is you, our... Now you can hear me writing No Time to Die. Good job. So that is our Daniel Craig, James Bond rankings. Uh, tell us what you think of them. If you've seen... The Daniel Craig movies, of course, not everybody should, like always. Uh, content advisory on all movies we re- we recommend. We're not the end. end all to movies. Always check into them before you watch them. But if you have seen them, tell us what you think of our rankings. Who had the better ranking? Of course, there's only two movies that we disagree with. Yeah, <laughs> disagree on. So Which even are- those are like neck and neck. So yes, tell us ranking. what you think. The better ranking is mine. No, the better ranking is mine. Actually, more, I, more, could, I could see mine flipping if I watch Skyfall again, honestly. I, like, I I just like mine agrees with more of the critics, though. You know what I mean? Those well, those all knowing critics. Whatever. <laughs> actually, if I really wanted to agree with critics, I would actually put Skyfall first. Really? Yeah. A lot. Of, no, uh, no time to die was every a lot of people loved it. But uh, more people love Skyfall because I can see why. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other discussion for another time. But why don't we move on to Rat Man Rants? Have we not been ranting already? <laughs> and here we go. Rant. All right. So I was. Why don't we do? I'm gonna give you guys an update on our stats. Yeah. So I, we. I feel like that's it's a good thing to do because as a podcast listener, you don't know, and you might be curious. Exactly. No other podcast does this, honestly, that I listen yeah. to, at least. And I, I'd actually like to know, for the podcast I listen to, I, I'm really curious. And yeah. I, I never get to find out. So Actually, we have gotten, uh, Lady, mainly Lady Afrolis told me how much she likes this uh, part of the podcast. Oh, well, good. So, and uh, Lady Mycelia has also told me that. So we've gotten lots of people liking that we update them. So we have 278 plays in total, 16 plays per episode. 
Our audience size is 13. Spotify followers is 29. That's really depressing. Uh, in the past 30 days, we've had 81 plays. In the past 90 days, we've had 278 plays. And all time, 278 plays. In the past seven days, we've had 18 plays. So we're not we're not bad. Uh, our top episode is still Mission Impossible rankings, which is 56. That's probably because the one we advertise most. Yep. Uh, the worst movies we've ever seen has 39 plays. Fabrice Scented Play-Doh is... Needs to be first. It's third. It's third. Yeah. Hey, Nicholas Cage Scream, though. Nicholas Cage Scream has climbed up. I think it was because we sent out that advertisement. Yeah. I still. People, we release every Friday morning. Do we seriously need to send you a reminder? This is why I tell you to hit the bell. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized we have a, an officially worst episode that we've made, and it was the one that only I made. <laughs> Apples are eventful. Ouch. That hurts. <laughs> well, no, it's actually okay. tied with what do you call a chicken? No, it's not. It has one less play. No, it's tied. Apples are eventful had 11 plays. Yeah. What do you call a chicken has 12? Oh, my word. Wow. Yeah, what do you call a chicken? I think deserves to be honestly below apples are eventful because that was an awful episode. Yeah. It was terrible. I like the name, though. I mean... I. I I love I I take pride in coming up with dumb names for the, episodes. The names the name that name is better than the episode. <laughs> so actually, we have two hundred seventy nine plays because Spotify is ridiculous. You didn't refresh your app. No, it's it still says. Oh my word! Ah, you're right. I didn't. Oh <laughs> so for context, um, what plays means is a play is uh, all downloads and any stream of sixty seconds or more across all platforms. So playing. yeah, and audience size is the number of distinct devices that have downloaded or streamed mm-hmm. an episode in the last seven days. So that is thirteen. So essentially, thirteen different people or one person with thirteen different iPhones has listened to us. <laughs> yeah, that's you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but Pat and Nicholas Cage scream. I'm very happy that it's been climbing up the ranks. Yeah. If you have not listened to that one, that is what we believe is our best episode that we've made. Yeah. So that one is actually top tier. Go back and listen to that. We want to knock our first episode off the n- number one spot. Yes. Because please. it's not good, guys. It's not the best. It's okay. It's okay. How has it gotten one more play? Did you listen to it again? No. Someone must have made it. People are well, still listening well, to this. That's that's because it's our first episode. And so people once people find the Ratman podcast, they go to the first, not the tenth. Yeah. But there is a function isn't there a feature to put like I added the tenth episode as our best one. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I should look at actually look at that. So funny, uh, what was I, <laughs> so the joke of like, we listened to our episode like 56 times to put on the top, you know? Yeah. So Thor Ragnarok, we were watching that one time and we, and the copy we bought on Amazon Prime had a little weird bonus feature at the end of it, where it's like this random guy named Carl. Hanging out with the Grandmaster in his apartment. What? <laughs> you, you remember the Grandmaster in Thor Ragnarok? He's the guy that, that captures Thor and has like the melting stick. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's weird. He is weird. But it's really funny because he, so he wants to take over Earth, right? From this apartment, basically. So this is what happens, apparently, if you watch to the end of the credits of Thor Ragnarok. I don't recommend it, honestly. It got kind of weird. <laughs> but... And this was a long time ago, but all I remember is that the Grandmaster made a YouTube video. Oh, what? Trying and telling how he now rules Earth. And 
<laughs> Carl posted it. And he was like, what? And Carl's like, we have one play. And then Grandmaster's like, all right, we're rolling. We're rolling. We got this. And Carl goes, that's because we've watched it once. And then the next day he's like, hey, we got two plays. That's because we watched it twice. <laughs> so just, that just came to mind. That's funny. But yeah. Yeah, so those are our stats. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Audience, we never talked about that. We somehow have approximately 101% of an audience. Okay. Wait, what? Yeah, because we have 100% oh, right. listeners in the United States, but it also says less than 1% in the United Kingdom. So so there's like a half a human. It really should say it should say 99%, but I guess it was like rounded up to 100. I don't know. We have listenership on 94% Spotify, 4% Spotify for podcasters, which is basically just us listening back to it, uh, and 2% other. And I still don't know what the other is. Um, I'd really like to know. Yeah. Hey, age ranges. I bet people don't know this. Well, yeah, they don't know our stats, but zero to 17 is 22% of our audience. 18 to 22 is 37% of our audience. 23 to 27 is 2%. 38, 20, sorry, 28 to 34 is 5%. 35 to 44 is 8%. Uh, 45 to 59 years old is 23%. And then 60 plus is 3%. Our audience is 56% male, 43% female, and less than 1% not specified, 0% non-binary. That's not surprising. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> How do you tell if it's your best episode? Like, what is it? What's significant about this? I'm looking at. Panton. I don't know. I looked at it too, and I added it as our best episode, and it didn't. Maybe it's just gonna show up more often. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Actually, so a long time ago, Chad asked us. We were talking about cats. And he asked us, what is the most useless pet? I feel like we need to get to this. Huh. This is a very important conversation we need to have. What is the most useless pet? A bacteria colony. That's not a pet. It has to be domesticated. Bacteria can be domesticated. It's alive. Okay. Out of, hmm. out of, out of like a parakeet, uh, not a, and, uh, Parakeet would be fun. Exactly. Parakeet, yeah. Parakeet's not useless. Like dogs, cats, hamsters, gerbils. You know, like okay. those ones. Not a bacteria colony. I don't even know how you thought of that. <laughs> That's my weird brain for you. That's what I thought of. A plankton. Like, Yeah, exactly. That's what he thinks of at night. So what defines a pet? Just just think of like the, the most common pets you see. Like... If you walk into PetSmart or Petco, what pets like do you see? What pets do they sell stuff like like bearded dragon? Like I would also put that one. Honestly, that one's pretty useless. But the forerunner for me would be a fish. That's kind of fair. I have a fish tank, and most I of them like, are dead. <laughs> a lot of them have died uh, or been eaten, but not by me. Um, <laughs> I like fish. Kind of, but the, yeah, there's also like they don't really do much, but they are they are satisfying to watch. So, but like, why are they satisfied to watch? Even like they're they don't really they're not that cute. Have you sat and just watched them before? I mean, I've seen them, before. but like intently, just sat and just watched for a no, little bit. No, yeah, you get you. lost them. It's cool. Looks like we know what we're doing after this podcast. We're gonna be staring <laughs> at fish tanks. <laughs> no, 
But just think of a more useless pet. Well, what what do you use a pet for anyway? You don't use your dog well, for anything. You for, use for them comfort, to for for pet for uh -huh. like just to be there to be your best friend. So like my fish. Is your fish? Do you do you play fish with your fish? Is that what defines what do you a pet? Do, what do you do with a fish? What, what do, you do you do with a fish? You watch them. Is that it? Yeah. I I mean I've pet but my fish before. With every other <laughs> with every other pet, domesticated pet. Basically, we're just defining this as pets you'd find a pet smart, so not a bacteria colony. Dang it. Wait. <laughs> what about a snake? Snake would be a pet. Yeah. Right. I know, but as a useless oh. one. Because they're dangerous. But they're also kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's our fish. Eh. Not as cool as a snake, but, like, think about it. What, what are you going to use a snake for? Well, what are you going to use Taking a care of a for? dead rat? Like, at know. least you can pet a gerbil. You can pet a hamster. You can pet a fish. Okay, technically. I pet my fish. But is it furry? Is it pleasant to pet? Does that what is that what defines a useful pet? Yeah, I would say so. Okay, I guess a useful useful pet would kind of just be. We want really want to be tech, technical, just a pet that does not bring that does bring satisfaction to you. So fish. So basically, it's a subjective question. Yes. But if you really want to do a useless pet, honestly, my dog would probably be useless. Sorry, Shakespeare, I love you. No, but he's a companion. He's a friend. Exactly. Right. But so he's not a hunting dog. Some people would define useful as like you use them in your hobbies. Well, in that case, everything except for a hunting dog is pretty useless. True. Or like a a mouse cat. Like a cat that's meant to take care of mice. Yeah. Farm cat. Yeah. Which all the cats I know, except the ones we have out at the farm, are useless cats. Thank you. Yeah? Yeah. I knew my Celia heart softened my heart towards cats. <laughs> you've really changed your mind about cats, haven't you? I did. I did. Ever since the Scottish Fold, you've just seemed different. Yeah, I know, right? It's just changing. Also, I just love Frankenstein. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout out to them. Agreed. Shout out to Frankenstein. We love you, Frankenstein. You guys are adorable. It is Frank and Stan. It's not Frankenstein. It's two different cats. Frank yes. and Stan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So, wow, that was an interesting discussion. So why don't yeah. we get to our challenge segment because we're already at two hours well, and actually, or an hour and 13. We do have one more thing we can rant about either today or next episode. But Lady Avril asked us something. Really? On our 11th episode. Yes. She did? She did. What was it? She said, since y'all have so much experience, could you give some advice to all the fellows out there on the proper way to ask a girl on a date? Laughing, crying emoji, laughing, oh, crying dear. emoji. What would be the not proper way? I'm going to get to this this episode, so why don't we go to our wisdom segment? Okay. We didn't think we were going to do this today, but here we are. You're this is going to be funny. You're getting the extended edition. Of we honestly the, the need Beanie Bear. We honestly need Beanie Bear. We do. We need him on the pod sometime. Yeah. We have a lot of guests so that we, we want to line up yeah. and get on the pod. So We just need money. <laughs> we just need time. Honestly, we could do it with one mic. It'd just be kind of weird. Yeah. For a first guest, I think we can. If you didn't know, we record this podcast with one microphone. We do. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. Time for wisdom. 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 Hit the flipping space bar.
are men. Very. Very much. Uh, and we know things. Sometimes. Actually, actually <laughs> we're actually, that. we're probably the most oblivious species on planet Earth, especially teenage boys, but, <laughs> but that's besides the point. No, we know tons about relationships. We are, we are peak wisdom. We're <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> What? You're just watch <laughs> fat Things rat. we can't say on the podcast. <laughs> Not because they're like inappropriate or anything. Just like, yeah. Are you th- are you saying we're not peak wisdom? Yeah, we're, I'm. I'm saying we we do have we do have experience. We have the most experience of all the people who have experienced experiencing. Yes. So, dating advice. Uh, how do you? So we've never you, actually asked a girl on a date before. Right. But I think <sighs> I'm actually. It's gonna be hard. I, I do I do have a way. So You got a way. So you could be really weird about it. And that's why you should do it. That's what right? I would do. <laughs> yeah. So so you gotta you gotta I, this is straight from Beanie Bear. This is straight from Beanie Bear, okay? Shout out Beanie Bear. Shout out to Beanie Bear. Alright. So let's say <laughs> Honestly, I don't think we should give this advice to the podcast. It's hilarious. I'm, I'm afraid somebody's gonna do it <laughs> at your own risk. Take our advice at your own risk. I actually we... have some serious advice to give that. But okay. so really, you need to approach the girl, but you cannot just go straight walk straight to her. Right? I remember him sketching this out. Too. Yes, he, he yes, did it. In he person. acts. He acts this out. Yeah, you cannot just walk straight to her. All right. It was something about it being like too intimidating or something. Yeah, it's too intimidating. Right. You can't just. It's too much. Right. Just can't. So you have to walk into like a zigzag pattern. So right. you, they, she thinks you're walking to that table. No, you're walking to this table. You know, if we're like in a restaurant or something. So why would you ask a girl out to a That's restaurant in a restaurant? Besides the point. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but so you go zigzag, so you're not intimidating. But make sure you walk the right way. You gotta, you gotta walk chest out, shoulders back, head forward. Got it? Yeah. Like a Maybe, duck. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a duck. Our dinosaur arms helps yes. too. Dinosaur. Like a T-Rex duck. Yeah, a T-Rex duck. You, you need to be it. like a T-Rex duck. It's very masculine. A duck T-Rex. A, D- a D-Rex. <laughs> be like a D-Rex. Title of the episode, be like a D-Rex. <laughs> right. So as you're, as you're, so you walk over there. And so you should, you should like, you need to have a little movement in there. So I honestly, I wish you could see my movements right now. Yeah, there. it looks really dumb. All right. I mean, sorry. It looks really attractive. <laughs> yes, yes. This is very attractive. So yes, he's in there. You're like, <laughs> yo, you're moving your head like a, like a chicken who's looking at some food. Honestly, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> no, like no. That's like how you're moving your head. It's yeah, like, it's really, really robotic. It looks yeah, weird. yeah. So, so that's that's very attractive because. <laughs> <laughs> So you go, so you go up to her and be like, "Yo, wow, what's up?" So the, and and like always, like pop your shoulders up once in a while, like yeah, I'll bite words. Make it look flush. like you're having a seizure. <laughs> you make it look like you're having a seizure. <laughs> okay. So you go, "Whoa, what's up?" Uh-huh. Say "Whoa," don't say "Yo." That's that's creepy. All okay, right. whoa, yo, what's up? She, of course, she'll she'll be like, she'll just be so amazed by you, yeah, and how attractive you are, yeah, and just to like, this is like. James Bond Riz right here. Right. James Bond Riz. All right. So she'll be like, she'll so, so don't be surprised if she acts a little weird. Okay. <laughs> wow, I'd be surprised if someone d- didn't act weird. <laughs> so she'll be like, not much. 
You know, actually, she might actually try to walk away. All right? Yeah. Don't let that happen. It's part of the game. It's part... (laughs) (laughs) This is part of how it works. So... (laughs) Dude, do not take this advice. Honestly, we might get canceled. (laughs) So what you do is first... So when she leaves, you sit at this... You sit where she was at, all right? Okay. And, And then... You look at your phone. All right. But then you yell back at her. It's like, want to go out? That's and, it. And if she doesn't say yes, she's not the right girl for you. Wow. Do that advice at your own risk. Don't actually do not do that advice at all. That is I mean, terrible. do it at your own risk. That's creepy. If you really want to do it, go for if it. If you want to get slapped across the face, go do that. Yeah. No, but seriously, though. So the best, honestly, so do you, do you want to say something? No. Okay. <laughs> um, the best thing to do, girls do not like, it depends on who the girl is, but like usually girls like straightforward. They don't like meandering around. It's like, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't hop around it. Just like be very straightforward with her. That's girl, girls like that. I believe at least from the girls I've had experiences with, but like you know talking to them their preferences and stuff like that so and yeah be very straightforward and be like hey do you want to go out like i kind of like you you know you want to go out like be honest with them don't 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 try to fake it all right and that's actually a really good tip in all relationships is don't fake yourself no don't fake yourself otherwise it'll never work out don't be someone you aren't because you might trick the person into liking someone who you're pretending to be. Yeah, a different which is person. not how a relationship should be. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely be yourself. Just be very straightforward with her and make her make her feel comfortable. Okay, don't don't make her feel like she's on the spot. Yeah, like I do with Best Buy employees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't 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 be like a man here and uh make times awkward at, with Best Buy employees. And d- definitely don't ask a Best Buy employee out. All right. <laughs> 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 anyways wow but then harsh if she says yes but if she says no accept it all right that just like you're not going anywhere with that but if she says yes um this is as far as he's ever gotten <laughs> <laughs> i mean i haven't even gotten this far <laughs> i've never asked a girl on a date before just yeah. just disclaimer here disclaimer um I don't know if it's weird these days, but like, offer to pick her up, mm-hmm. unless if you don't know her. Like, if like she's just a girl you met at a party or something like that, that's probably a little weird. But if she's like an old friend, well, not less than like an old friend, but somebody you know, a decent you know a decent amount, maybe offer to pick her up, and go to a fancy restaurant, do the gentlemanly things. Girls like being a gentleman. Of course, there's like some weird lefty girls who are like. Eh. No, I don't like when guys open the door for me. That's too masculine. You know what I mean? Honestly, at that point, just Tip. just don't ask her out. <laughs> Tip for girls, let the guy do it for you. Yeah, okay. It's a sign of respect. Yeah, we're trying to respect you. We're yeah. trying to put you above ourselves and respect you as yes. a lady. All and right? if you don't let the guy do that, it's really awkward. It is. Please let us do ladies first. Yeah. Please. When we say, when we offer for you to go first, go first. Please. Yeah. It makes it much easier for us. And then I know you're trying to be polite and say, no, you can go first. Just don't. Yeah. All right. 
Well, it's two guys. That's a different story. Yeah, but, there's two guys. You're fighting for who's the first one. Yeah, you go and first. Like, no, you go first. No, you go first. I'm going to die before I go in there. No, <laughs> yeah, you exactly. go first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it, also, for guys, <coughs> you pay the bill. That's I was, the that was cordial actually, thing to do. So, first, but it's like you open the door for them. Yeah. You... You hang, you like you put the coat over the chair for them and slide the chair for them, you know, and then you pay for the meal. Do not ask a girl out if you cannot pay for the meal. Mm-hmm. All right, it'll be really awkward because a girl kind of will probably expect this if they're if they're like, oh, by the way, you're paid, honey. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they yeah. want to go out for a second date. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then afterwards, just just have a very honest conversation with them again be yourself and what are your favorite foods <laughs> i keep thinking of the my, one of my favorite memes of all time is the meme is the video of like the bros helping out on a first date oh yeah it's still a favorite favorite meme. like the guys in a van talking over like an earpiece to yep. the guy on yeah the it's date. a tiny earpiece so the girl yeah. doesn't notice and it just ends up going south it's so fun so yeah don't don't try to impress the girl just just be who you are. That'll that'll impress her. And that, it's that's better what I like. in the long be, run. Be who you are, and you'll and, yeah. and you'll you'll attract the right girls. Yeah, girl, girl. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Get all someone over here is a polygamist. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible joke. Anyways, <laughs> canceled, canceled. It's all in. Just, um, just remember, yeah. younger people do listen to this show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, they probably don't even know what that is. Is being sarcastic. Yeah, okay. You're not being. That's that's not actually funny, guys. So just. just yeah, just, I I don't know why I laughed. It's not just. It's not funny. We regress. At all. We're sorry. We 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 digress. We digress. All right, and so yeah, that's that's how that's honestly how you'd probably be, the best way to date, and keep your eyes open for red flags too. Don't don't yeah. don't let love blind you. That's a big thing. Yeah, always let your mind guide you instead of your heart. And more importantly, let well, God do, guide you over yeah. your own thoughts. And I do think it might be a com- like combination of heart and mind. Well, yes, but just just don't let just don't logically. let don't let your feelings guide you. I think that'll be bad. Don't yeah, let that's your what feelings. I mean by heart. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't metaphorically. Yeah, don't let your feelings guide you. Yeah. Already, wow! We're this is our definitely longest episode. Uh, is it? Was ten longer? I don't think so. Hour twenty one. Yeah, this is the longest. Wow! And we still have yet to get to our challenge. Yeah, and we also don't have yet to figure out what that is. All right, let's figure it out. Uh. Okay. <laughs> All right, hit the space bar. So, Fat Red just had an idea. Because uh, I'm a flipping genius. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. We have no idea how well this is going to go, though. So we're going to give each other a character to do a vocal impersonation of. We'll, we'll probably do multiple characters. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think we're going to find like some quotes, probably. Yeah. Quote yeah. As the character. So. Uh, wow. Oh, oh, I, can, I can go first. Okay. So you're going to love this one. We'll okay. start out. We'll start easy for you. SpongeBob. Dude, I can't. I can't. I, I, you've, I can't do an do impersonation it. of Spongebob. It's terrible. Well, you still have to do it, though. This is part of the challenge. So, look at a Spongebob quote. I know you know. Um, It's going to be oak. Okay. It's going to be meh. Hey, Patrick. 
I thought of something funnier than 24. 25! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I uh, I mean, I, I guess I haven't seen Spongebob, so I wouldn't... Dude, that, that episode's so funny. So I don't I don't want to talk about this for too long. No, but basically, don't. what happened in that episode was um, Patrick started going to the boating school. Boating is like driving equivalent. Yep. And um, SpongeBob's been taking it for years because he needs his license and hasn't been able to get it. For, he's tried millions of times at the test. Seriously, millions. <laughs> that's how. That's honestly how I would how I worried my life was gonna go. But that's like, <laughs> um, so then uh, Patrick joins the same boating school and the teacher, Mrs. Puff, says, "All right, new student, what's your name?" He stands up. Uh, 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 he starts sweating, looking around the room, gets all nervous. He's, 24 <laughs> and everyone laughs and he's like yeah all right all right patrick sit down and then they're laughing 24 it's pretty yeah. funny and they're yeah, jabbing yeah. each other 24 and then all of a sudden after a little bit one drop hey patrick i thought of something funnier than 24 25 that's it that's the whole joke hey. okay <clears throat> all right now it's your turn for me <sighs> the character I want you to impersonate. Is also an easy one for you, Gollum. That's too easy, though. I know. We're starting off easy. All right. Gollum quotes. 16 best Gollum quotes. Oh, I want to do the long long number, too. Okay. Gollum! Gollum! Need to get him. Deep down here by the dear dark water lived. That's not a Gollum quote. Oh, wow. That's from the book. Yeah, these are from the book. We want we want from the Here, read this one. No, that's that's also. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I can do that. Steal the rabbits! Spoil beautiful meat, Smeagol Smeagol said for you. Poor hungry Smeagol. Oh, here, how about this one? This one's definitely gone. Curse the baggages! It's gone! What has it got? And it's nasty! Little Parkinson's! Oh, we guess, we guess, my precious. You found it, yes. You must have. It's not my best impersonation I can do, but I'm trying. Yeah, good voice. Thank you. Alright. Up, up, up the stairs we go, and then we take it for me! Yeah, that's what that's the quote I can do that my best column voice. Beautiful. Okay. What do you want for me? How about Batman? Which Batman? Robert uh, Pattinson or no, Christian Bale? Christian Bale. <clears throat> okay. You're gonna I know you're gonna find out this one. Yeah, this is gonna be pretty easy. Yeah, they're all the Joker. Yeah, because he has the best quotes. Seriously? Legit, none of them are from the, yeah. Batman, actually. Oh, here's from IMDb. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. do, do that one. Okay, got it. I need the mic closer to me. Sometimes the truth isn't good enough. 
Sometimes people deserve more. Sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Where are the trucks going? I have an idea. Where is she? Do you do you want us to act out this together? It's the Batman and the Joker. Sh- okay, so should I be Batman or the Joker? What, who can you do better? I probably can do Batman better, honestly. Okay. I think I could do a decent Joker. All right. Well, the next one you're gonna be impersonating is the Joker. Okay. For you, I want you to impersonate. The Grinch. My word. Jim Carrey, right? Oh, yeah. That's not Jim Carrey, I but know, okay. I know. Two ways to go, one. Yeah, there we go. Oh, I want to do I want to do the funny one. That that one. The, the, the down down down. It literally says funny above it. Oh, yeah. All right. There. No. Yes. Okay. Four o'clock. Wallow in self pity. Four thirty. Stare into the abyss. Five o'clock. Solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty. <laughs> Jazzercise. Six thirty. Dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock. Wrestle, wrestle with myself loathing. I'm wrestle, wrestle with myself loathing. I'm booked. Of course, if I bump. Self loving to nine. I could still be done in time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't too bad. That was good, yeah. So for for mine I'm doing the Joker. Yeah. Okay, and you'll you'll do Batman to fill in for this quote here. Then why do you want to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No, no, you, you complete me. You're garbage. You kill some money. Don't talk like one of them. You're not, even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak, like me. They don't need you right now, but when they don't, they'll cast you out, like a leper. You see, their morals, their code, it's a bad joke. Dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these... These civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Dang, that was actually really good. That was really good. Thank you. <laughs> Let's go down here. Ta-da! It's it- gone. <laughs> <laughs> so dark. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Alrighty. So why don't we do one more? Okay. So one more for you. One more for you. All right. Hmm. Something that is something I wouldn't normally think of, but also that you would know. Kennedy. I don't know how to do Kennedy. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. Think of movies we like. Actors with Michael Caine. Can you do Michael Caine? I can try. All right. Um, Could I do my classic Michael Caine, my Michael Michael Caine quote that I always quote? Yeah. 
Who is it? The League of Shadows one. I, I can I can quote it off the top of my head. Okay. I see speed. I see frosty. I see the League of Shadows insurgent. I will not bury another Wayne. <laughs> I want to do. Can I do a longer one? I want to do a longer one. I want it because okay. it's hard to tell with the. Okay, never, if you can't get past that, never mind. Actually, I just thought of a good one for you. I can't believe yeah. I didn't think of this. Okay. Napoleon Dynamite, bro. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love Napoleon you prob- Dynamite. You probably could just do it one off the top of your head, honestly. Heck, yes, I could. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? <laughs> Dude, you're so good. It's so good. I have these quotes on the top of my mind because I use them every day. <laughs> I do. What about Kip? Could you do Kip? Uh, please, Napoleon. You're just jealous. I've been chatting online with babes all day. <laughs> yes, honestly, any Napoleon out of my character, you can oh, do. Oh yeah, I, I got a good quote. I see you're drinking one percent. Is that because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You could be drinking whole if you wanted to. <laughs> you even do the eyes, dude. You should do twenty-one. <laughs> I told you I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting Wolverine. So if it wasn't clear already, I love this movie a lot. <laughs> I hear when that happens. I know, right? Uh, oh, I, can also, I think I could also do a decent Uncle Rico. Yeah, you need to do Uncle Rico. How much you want to bet I can throw this football over the mountain? <laughs> oh my word, I love Uncle Rico. He's so terrible. <laughs> oh, dude, I love I love this scene. So this is the scene where they're all sitting on the couch walking, watching Uncle Rico's football video. That's terrible. It's so bad. And I, I, for some reason, I know the dialogue for the whole scene. Well, let's hear it. Okay. Hey, you guys want to see my video? And he says that with like a bite of steak in his mouth, too. <laughs> you want to see my video? So puts it in the VHS player. So uh, what do you think? It's pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, right. It's like the worst video ever made. Please, Napoleon, like anyone can even know that. You know what, Napoleon? You can leave. <laughs> but does Napoleon actually say after that? I'd get canceled. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yes. <laughs> I remember what he said. That's why I stopped it right there. <laughs> okay. I was if like, you know the movie, though, you know what I'm... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's hilarious. Dude, number, number 18, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, Kit, I reckon you know a lot about cyberspace. Ever come across anything like time travel? Easy. I've already looked into it for myself. <laughs> Dude. Right on. This movie is right on. legendary. It's so quotable. There's like every moment in this is so good. Yep. Tina, you fat lard, come get some ham. <laughs> no, it's ham, not dinner. I got it wrong. Oh my word. 15, I use it every day of my life. Whatever I feel like I want to do. God. No, no, the other one. Oh, the other 15. Sorry. Oh, that's 16. 16 sorry. Dang it. Dang it! That's so funny. <laughs> we got a new do. We got a review Napoleon Dynamite though. I've seen this movie probably about ten times. I've seen it three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Please, Napoleon, you're just jealous. I'm training to be. No, no, that's not what he says. We it's, both um, know. You both yeah. know I'm trained. Yeah. We both know I'm training to become a cage fighter. <laughs> He's like the scrawniest person in life. Oh yeah. Really? I spent like three hours doing the shading on the upper lip. It's probably the best drawing I've ever done. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. What's their number one quote? I wish you'd get out of my life and shut up. <laughs> yep, that's, that's a classic. Good. Anyway, 
It's a phenomenal movie, and I, I like doing impersonations. He could quote it all day. Alrighty. Just like I've been chatting online with babes all day. <laughs> I mean, no, you haven't. Um. So yeah, actually, so we always have a hard time coming up with challenges. So leave us an idea for a challenge down below. Yeah, that would actually give, be really helpful. Yeah, give us some ideas. Give us some ideas, yeah. Lady Avril. I know you got some ideas. Spin it up in that brain of yours. So yep. Give us some. Give us some. And we like to do funny things for our challenges. We yes. want to make them funny. So yeah, the, no. Apparently, nobody liked the tongue twisters. So. Yep. Or the 20 questions. <laughs> really? Um, my mom no. didn't like it. Anywho, but this closes the 12th episode. I cannot believe we're at 12. Yeah. Bro. It's been going great. It has. We're, we're doing good, except for the 11th episode. But that is yeah. besides the point. The That's seventh. just because I was sick. What? And the 7th, which was also because you were sick. Dang. So all of our bad performance is because of you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you ain't wrong. You ain't I'm just wrong. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> But already, so yeah, we appreciate your following us and hearing what we have to say, whether you like it or not. Indeed, uh, <laughs> we ask for your review as a one to five stars or zero stars. If you but please. if you like this episode, please leave a five star review. Yeah. Uh, Comment in the Q and A poll, whatever. Yep. Share with your friends. Read the description. All There's always fun stuff in there. All your friends, unless you think that they won't like us. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just try. I don't know. Yeah, just try. Just try one person, please. Just yeah, just one, one person. person. And uh, yeah, we release every day at six o'clock. Every day. <laughs> yes. Wow. We have an episode every day. Haven't you guys noticed? <laughs> <laughs> We're only at twelve. They're all secret though. That we just have all of them secret. Yeah. So you guys are listening to episodes from about five months ago. Because <laughs> we just have them piled up. <laughs> That would be crazy, honestly. That would be. But yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? We, we release, release every Friday, Friday at, at 6, 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock a.m. Yes. So, check us out and keep listening. Yes. We'll have more stuff, more fun stuff in the future. So Certainly. Stay tuned. Yep. See you later, y'all. Thanks for listening. Have Bye. a great weekend. And have fun in fall. Still be playing soon. I mean, depends where you live. Okay, bye. Bye. Still haven't edited it.